Wake up. Wake up. Get up. Yo, how y'all doing? I hope you're having a good day. I hope you're feeling well. I hope you're ready to get out there and get shit done. Yeah. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to your favorite podcast, Thoughts by the Vildiata Podcast. How's everybody doing today? Hope you're having a great day. Hope you had a productive and awesome weekend. I know I did. I know, I know. Really, I should like the view, the view. Screw all that you're doing talking about the weekend. What was you doing? What happened Friday? What happened to our next episode of Growing Up to Feel DI? Relax, I'm going to tell you. So basically, man, <laughs> I got to apologize for that. I ended up going to the Falcons game. Falcons versus Redskins, right? And it was dope. We had uh, sideline tickets. We were down on the sideline watching the game, looking at the back of the heads of the players. <laughs> One thing that I realized uh, being down there on the sideline is that nobody on the sideline came to the sideline to watch the game. It's basically just like a um, social event. Everybody's down there just carrying on, minding their business, uh, socializing, partying. But either way, I really enjoyed it. I had a whole lot of fun. But during that time, your boy was pretty heavy on the margaritas. They had some good Mercedes-Benz margaritas. That's what they call it. That's the name of the stadium. Mercedes-Benz Stadium. So I was partaking in the Mercedes-Benz margaritas. Some good ice-cold IPAs. And it threw your boy off a little bit. So by the time I got home, I was tired. We stopped at a bar called uh, Ten Lizzie's down in uh, downtown Atlanta after the game. After waiting forever for an Uber, you know, Uber, <laughs> Uber's dope. But my friend, he, he kept telling everybody that we should walk farther away from the stadium before we called Uber because it would be like less congested. But of course, nobody listened because we'd all been partaking in those Mercedes-Benz margaritas. So we called Uber and it took the Uber forever to get there. But, you know, we all made it home safely. It was great. I'm definitely going back. I'm not a Falcons fan. I'm actually a Redskins fan. But I'm going back to see that. But um, over the weekend, like I said, I did have a, a great interview with Golden Beauty from Fetish. Fetish, I meant LLC. You can follow her on Instagram at Golden Beauty LLC. What is it? Golden Beauty LLC and Fetish LLC. Um... I had a great talk with her, man. It's all about uh, being able to be free and express yourself sexually and so on and so forth. So forth. Uh, are y'all like, DeVille, DeVille, why the hell are you talking to us then? Why don't you give us that? Because it's not what you're doing Wednesday. Once you're doing Wednesday is when I give you my interview. So stay tuned for that. Uh, also got a great, uh, <clears throat> a great interview that I'm looking forward to recording tomorrow. Well, today, by the time you listen to this. It'll be today, so I got another interview in the works. Gonna keep these interviews coming, man. But while I'm on the subject of while I'm on the subject of football, right quick. Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck. What the fuck, Andrew Luck? So Saturday I'm watching the um Miami Hurricanes play Florida Gators. 
I'm a Miami Hurricanes fan. If you didn't know, I am. The U. What happened during this game, though? We lost. Okay, we lost. We get it. We lost. We lost. Shouldn't have lost that game. We were in there. Um, we were in there the whole time. But what takeaways from that game, um, I think we got better news than Florida did because being that Florida came in as a, a ranked team, playing us an unranked team, they definitely didn't give the effort. You know what I mean? They definitely didn't. We looked better than they looked better. I mean, you know, we looked better than they did, in my point. We all had a lot of things we're going to have to work on, though. <clears throat> but nevertheless, uh, nevertheless, while watching the game, I get a, a email. Not an email. What am I talking about? I get an alert from freaking ESPN. Boom. Get alert from ESPN. Then it flashes across my TV screen. Andrew Luck had retired. I think he's like 29 years old. Retires from the NFL. Um, And I'm like, damn. So he reportedly walked away from a couple hundred thousand dollars. But he did get to keep like, I'm talking about a hundred thousand, a couple hundred million dollars by walking away from this contract from this season. But he did, uh, he did, uh, get to keep that $24 million bonus that they gave him. They're not seeking that back. Now, people are saying that the reason why they're not trying to get that $24 million back is because they're hoping that he um, he rethinks it after taking like a year off or so and that he'll come back. And apparently, the fans didn't take, take it too good. They didn't take it too well. They were... Um, I heard he got booed as he was leaving the game Saturday. I heard that he got booed. Like, damn. And it seems to be a new trend that, that's going on where these younger NFL players are retiring. He said he was due, retiring due to like mental stress and mental wear and tear, which I completely understand. Playing in the NFL has got to be hella pressure, and then you don't know. What the man may or may not have been going through, had going on in his life, in his personal life, in his personal business. And that's not for us to know necessarily, unless he chooses to share it with us, but I I guess he didn't. He had also had a string of injuries, surgeries, recoveries, and all right, that, but he's made, I think, like 90-something million at this point in his NFL career. So he's probably pretty well set to walk away. <clears throat> but this is like a new trend that I'm noticing. Marshawn Lynch and several other players have quit basically in their prime. And people are trying to figure out why. It makes perfect sense to me. If you look at the the, the standard NFL career, okay, he's a quarterback. NFL quarterbacks generally have probably like the longest careers out of everybody on the, on the team because the way the game is played the quarterback usually gets the least amount of like contact injuries head traumas and so on and so forth because the whole team the whole offense is basically there and, and part of their role is protecting that quarterback to make sure he doesn't get hit but even with that being so you know they do get banged up they do get a lot of injuries 
So I'm understanding these guys when they're saying, I made, I came in, I've made my money, I've made my impact in the NFL, and I'm out. I'm out. I'm going to leave healthy. Because if you look back, if you look at a lot of these players, you know, now we're learning about C, uh, CTE um, and then just the, the effects of, of, of that sport of, of football on the body. You have guys that didn't play past college, I know, who complain and talk about, you know, injuries that they sustained in uh, college football. And even ones that didn't get injured, you know, after life after football, you know, they start to just feel weary. You know, it catches up to you, your knees and your knees and your shoulders. I still have shoulder pain. I still have knee pain. But, you know, I did have <clears throat> injuries. Outside of playing football, that contributed to that too. But I did play some ball, and just like my regular job, I walk. <laughs> just walking on concrete on a daily basis has worn my freaking legs out, my feet, plantar fasciitis, or whatever they call that shit. When your plantar tendons go bad, all that type of stuff. And I've just been doing this for well, not just I've been doing this for like six years or more. Six years on a consistent basis of just steady walking on concrete. And yeah, my feet, my feet just ain't got it no more. So I can just, I can't imagine what it is and how it feels like to be a, a professional football player. You've been playing probably since at least middle school. Some guys start playing in high school, but you, you know, high school, that's four years. Then if you went to college, that's three to four years. So that's eight years total of playing this high impact contact sport. Then you come out of there and you go and you start playing on an even heavier league. For y'all that don't understand the, the, the gravity of what I'm talking about, let me see if I can explain it to you, right? So in high school, boom, you're, you're playing, everything's good. No, not everything's good. Everything's, everybody's kind of even. There's one or two standout guys there. Then you go to college, you move it up a level, you move it up a notch. Now you're playing with, quote, unquote, the best high school athletes out of the country. All of the best athletes end up playing in college. Well, not all of them, but you get the gist of what I'm saying. The best of all the high school players end up in college, especially at these big schools, these D1 schools, even these JUCOs, these junior colleges, man. You get the best of the players, best, best players. So now you have the best of the best playing against each other day in day out four years so four years of impact then four more years of a higher level of impact on your body eight years total now you go to the nfl now you've got the best of the best college guys put into one group and playing against each other the level goes up something that i noticed um being so close to the field while I was playing, while I was watching uh, the game, was you look at these guys. I'm looking at the majority of these guys out there, and a lot of them were looking at height and weight-wise. We were pretty equal. But then when you really look at them, you notice how lean they are. You notice, you watch the field, you notice how fast they are. You don't get a real-time understanding how fast these guys are until you see them run past you. It's just like... Damn, these are the best of the best. So a couple years of that, four or five years of that, on top of those other eight years, 
you got like 12 years in of contact, full contact sport, man, it might be time to sit it down. I respect these young guys for getting there, getting in, getting their money, playing, giving it their all while they're playing, and walking away while they still can walk, talk, and think normally. Hopefully, they make it out like that. Uh, the days are gone of, of people just playing until they just injury or their body just gives out, and I respect that, man. Um, everything is not about the money at the end of the day. Let's take a break, man, right quick. We get back right to, right, back, right, back, right. We'll get right back to you. Another big topic that everybody was discussing over the weekend was Spider-Man leaving the MCU. I'm pretty sure you heard about it now if you care enough to care. So, Sony and uh, Disney were not able to come to an agreement on, I guess, the split of the profits from Spider-Man and and future Spider-Man movies. So, Spider-Man will no longer be part of the MCU, which is wild because from what I understand, the uh, Marvel had like big plans and Spider-Man was going to play a real intricate part in the up and coming, uh, what is it, phase four of the, of the MCU, being that we've lost Iron Man and we've lost Captain America. Going into a new phase, we're gonna have a new Captain America. Uh, Black Panther's still gonna be out there, you know. All this, just all this, 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 this whole new configuration of things that have happened since that with the war at the end of Endgame. And now, what do we do if we lose our friendly neighborhood Spider-Man? Hell, if I know. But one thing that I do know, I think it's less of a big deal than people are making it because I think eventually they will come to some sort of agreement because neither one of these companies is going to leave the type of money that these movies make on the table. They're going to figure out a way to, um, they're going to figure out a way to work things out eventually. They're just playing hardball right now and stalling each other out to try both sides of stalling each other out to try to get what they want. Which, I mean, that's how business works. Uh, but, yeah, I don't think we're really in danger of losing Spider-Man. I'm seeing all the type of sorts of memes. Uh, t- talking about how certain scenes in all of the movies are pointless now. Because, of course, if Spider-Man doesn't come back to the MCU, he won't be a part of the, 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 the movies going forward. But I don't think that's going to happen. And I saw where they had a release date for the new Black Panther, Black Panther 2. What was it, 2022? I think 2022 is when we're going to get that new Black Panther. Definitely looking forward for that. I'm a giant Marvel fan, especially uh, cinematically. I was into the comics when I was little, but it wasn't like I just... I wasn't the type of kid that, that, that really was able to keep up. I didn't have access to comic books like that, you know, to be able to keep up that far, but 
every comic book I was able to get my hands on, I was definitely into it. I was definitely reading it. But, you know, going forward, I'm hoping that I get my friendly neighborhood Spider-Man back. Or maybe, just maybe, they threw that other kid in there. <laughs> Since they're doing all other types of wild shit, why don't you throw uh, the one from the Spider-Verse? Maybe we'll get some Spider-Verse or Spider-Man action in there. Uh, who knows? wonder what that means for Tom Holland. Because the one thing that I don't want, I will be 100% honest with you, what I don't want is for them to reboot to Spider-Man again and we get a whole new Spider-Man and a whole new origin story and they got to kill poor old Uncle Ben all over again. That would suck. On another note, uh, someone sent me a video and asked me what I think about it. So the video was of this guy and he was talking about how um, he didn't want... He was saying that he didn't want to blend in up the races. He wanted there to be Africans. He wanted there to be Indians. He wanted there to be uh, black Americans. And, of course, he wanted there to be white people. He wanted there to keep the distinction between races. So, what does DeVille think about that? Fuck that guy. <laughs> the future is now old, man. People are going to love who they want to love. People are going to be with who they want to be with, and I think they should. I think that's a beautiful thing. Um, it's, I think that's a, that that's a beautiful thing that we are at a point now where people are more open to those type of things. But uh, I'm not blinded by the happy-go-luckiness that people try to portray, and nor do I think that we don't have a racial problem um, in America. Because we do, we very distinctly do have a race problem in America. Everybody doesn't, obviously, everybody's never going to feel the same way about everybody. And, you know, they have their own personal reasons, whether it be their upbringing or their experiences or whatever, whatever. Uh, I don't, I don't really generally think that we'll ever get past that. Uh, the millennials, you know, have, have been making some strong leaps and browns, I know. Everybody's going to hate me for saying that because the millennials are just fucking all horrible, right? You know, they don't want to do anything. They don't want to work. work. They don't want to do shit, right? So, but whatever, man. Fuck that guy. Uh, that's all the time <laughs> I'm going to spend on that because y'all didn't come here for that anyway, anyway, did you? Nope. Y'all came here for some discipline. That's what I'm going to give you or at least what I'm going to try to give you. Um, conversations I was having about just um, support and how people you know you run into people that are just overwhelmingly happy and willing to help other people out to try to push other people to try to make other people be successful for to give them information give them guidance in what they're doing and so on and so forth and then you have people who just you know uh, give you their ass to kiss um And what I noticed, though, is that generally the people that are most willing to help you are the ones that have something going for themselves. The ones that have something going on, the ones that have a purpose, you know, the entrepreneurs, the artists, the the authors, the creators are usually the ones that are just ready to jump out there. And give you a hand and help you because they're they they want to show and they want to share what they've learned. 
You know what I mean? They want to put that information out there. Except for the haters. There are haters. There are people out there that are so afraid that your building is going to be bigger than yours. So instead of having letting you build your building and knocking it down, they're just going to come and steal and withhold the materials for your building so you can't even build your building. But for the most part, what I see is that people that have something going on want to help you. So this is where the discipline is going to come in, the discipline of the day. You have to be disciplined enough to know when to separate yourself from certain people. At some point, you're going to have to start separating yourself from the people that don't have anything going on and to insert yourself into the crowd of people that do have something going on. And I know I'm not telling you by any means to turn your back on the people that you came, that you grew up with, that you, you know, you know, you love your friends and family. There's a place for them. There's a place for them. But unfortunately for them, at this point in your life, their place might not be in the forefront. Their place may be off to the side or in the background. You don't have to cut them off completely. You don't have to not deal with these people anymore. But you may have to uh, put them on a bench and get a new starting team. A team that has something going on. A team that has something going for yourself. A team that is willing to help you win. Take this information, use it however you will. But remember to be the reason somebody's motivated or masturbated today. Either way, you made a difference, my friend. Love y'all and thank y'all, each and every last one of you that tune in to DeVille Di. Thoughts by DeVille Di. Every day, Monday through Friday. As I said, Wednesday, we got uh, Golden Beauty coming on to talk about her fetish. Uh, company, you know, about, you know, that uh, we're going to tackle uh, some sexual stigmas and so on and so forth and talk about her upcoming ventures and writing her new book and her line of, uh, of these uh, pleasure toys, these sex toys that she's going to be coming out with. Man, I'm going to be dropping a few snippets here and there throughout the week, give you a glimpse into the world. But Wednesday, you got to be here Wednesday, 7 a.m. If you want that whole shebang, man, I'm out of here. Peace.